Before we start today's episode, there's something important for agencies seeking a reliable way to attract new business, especially during busy periods. I want to introduce you to Leaflow Sprint. It's an eight-week program that simplifies your marketing and consistently attracts the attention of potential clients without requiring a massive marketing budget or external sales teams. With my 17 years of experience in aiding agencies to gain visibility in new clients, this program offers a practical and effective approach to lead generation. Forget about unpredictable leads and embrace a method that works across different agency sizes. And if you're keen to learn more, you need to visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's Caffeine Podcast. I am going to do a mini episode today on how to choose a target client. And the reason I'm going to do this is because when I'm working with clients, um, especially on a one-to-one basis, and the world becomes their oyster and their able, I encourage them to choose um, four industries per year to target, one in each quarter, because it's just quite a nice, easy number and um, doesn't allow for too much flitting around. So normally when I open up the field to that and I said, look, choose four industries that you'd like to work with, they go a bit wild and they go with their absolute dream industries they'd like to be working with. They forget where their experience lies, where they have the most contacts, uh, where they have the highest profile, where they've got the most confidence, where they've got proven results, where they've got established revenue coming in already, all the things that might lend themselves to um, being excellent target clients. So I really wanted to run through that list today. Uh, some of it is going to sound really obvious. And if you've got your uh, targeting down, which I know many of you will have, then it's just going to serve as a reminder. But I don't want to be patronizing. This affects a lot of people. And I think it's really important to reconsider every once in a while, as you'll always come up with other areas that you might uh, have previously been missing out on. So today, I am going to start with budget. So how to choose a target client based on budget. Think about um, who you've worked with in the past, who has the appropriate amount of money to to pay you so lots of clients say to me oh we love working with small family businesses we really love affecting change um but then they also tell me that they need a high proportion of those clients or in order to to keep paying the overheads within their own agency they're charging them very little and they are um, they don't seem to understand the correlation between the budget those prospective clients might have um, who are in startup mode or bootstrap mode um, versus how their own agency is performing. I think this is really important to have this frank conversation internally. It's great if you love working with small companies. I do, and I love seeing the change that it affects, but really have to limit the number of people that you work with who are uh, have a, a limited, a specific budget to work with their incumbents. Otherwise, you're going to get Drag down in the same challenges that they have in terms of overheads being higher than the income. So it's really important to reduce that down. Have a look at your finances, potentially with a um, financial director uh, who can work on a ad hoc basis. Um, 
something like a, a fractional financial director might be something to look for specifically within the agency space. And they can help review your finances with you to see where the majority of your uh, income has come from previously and which were the most uh, profitable. Oh, my goodness. What a word to forget on this podcast. Most profitable clients uh, to be working with are at an industry uh, on an industry level. Um, when you tally up as timesheets with the revenue that's come from them. The second is experience. So of course, everybody wants to venture out to the experience areas, certain points. Uh, They might feel they've got really bogged down within a certain industry and they need to expand beyond that. But I'd encourage you to not stray too far from where you already are. Take baby steps with this. Moving to a new area of experience is always going to take you back to uh, step uh, square one in certain uh, aspects. It's really important to have the new area, uh, the new industry you want to go into, have some kind of relationship with where the majority of your previous experience has been. I find that people, and this especially on a freelancer basis, when people decide they've had enough of a specific area, say packaging design, and they want to move into another area, say information design, they might throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and just kind of completely um put off ties with the previous area they were working in but effectively takes them back to intern level at uh in the new area that they want to establish experience in so again a bit like budget you need to really um proportion be strict with yourself and proportion down the amount of work that you accept in new areas until you've got confidence um you've got passion and authority uh in that area and testimonials and results that you're able to use to to gain more clients within that area of expertise. I think it's really important as well to look at contacts and how you currently win work. So often clients will come to me and say, uh, we need to do cold uh, lead generation. I say, okay, well, where does the majority of your work come from right now? And they might say, oh, three strategists uh, bring us a lot of the work that we work on. And like, well, have you done anything to um, to scale that up or to find some way of accelerating it? And they'd be like, well, no, we think this is the area we need to go into. It's like, well, as much as I'd like to take your money and work together, if you've already got something that's working, why don't you consider how you can scale that and, and do something with it? So in that case, it might be about creating a paid referral scheme with the um strategist contacts that they might have or it might be about having a frank conversation with them and saying look we really love the way we work together we really love the kind of projects that you bring our way we'd love to have a discussion about how we can facilitate more of those projects and work together uh, more closely in the future and of course it works two ways it might be that you have clients come in who actually need the help of a strategist say for example this you could replace strategists with any other role that you might be working with copywriter production house exchange the word for um, whoever might be bringing in your referred work and have a discussion about uh, having a symbiotic relationship where you both share work with each other. Really consider thinking about that first before you start uh, looking at cold cold new business um, when you're thinking about your target clients. I think it's really important, and this kind of tallies back with a couple of things we've spoken about already, but really important to think about where you're confident, where you're an authority already. And I think those two really go hand in hand. For me, confidence is established when you have happy clients behind you. You have 
testimonials, you have proven results, commercial effectiveness, evidence um, that the work that you does genuinely moves the needle for the clients uh, you collaborate with. And once you have those results, like I say, you have the confidence, but you're also able to then announce them to the world and that positions you as an authority. So it becomes easier to win more clients of that type, um, brings us back to the experience area. But really important that we address these because they, they all kind of tally together. Super, super important, regardless of whether you're trying to work in new industries or, or just really firm up your uh, position within the existing industries that you operate within. It's so important to get testimonials and evidence of commercial effectiveness on all the projects, wherever possible, that you work on. It might not always be about sales results. It might not always be about revenue and profit increase. It could be expressed in other ways. And there are a couple of other podcast episodes, blog posts that I'd refer you to around how to get results when you aren't allowed to talk about your project work, um, how to pull together a design fitness award entry, what results to gather for that. And a bit of a, a spoiler here, but I think about 5% of that is actually around um, sales results. Uh, there are so many other things that you can measure. It's just, we become so focused on money when we're looking at results. So I'd really encourage you to do that. That will only build your confidence and authority. Uh, it goes without saying, you need to have a passion for the area. So if you come across as not super confident or not how else to express it without saying passion not super thrilled about the area you're working in of course it's going to come across and it's going to translate to somebody not wanting to employ you um so it's really important to to have a passion for the area that you're working in and you may say to me well Charlotte you just told me I can't leap from one area of experience to another but the area that I'm currently in doesn't light me up anymore again you've got to think about this as a longer term project of course, if the passion is dying within a certain industry that you work within, then you need to think about moving further afield. But you've got to understand that uh, passion is key to keeping new business coming in in the interim. Nobody wants to employ a supplier who seems blasé and passive about their particular brand. I think it's also really important to have somewhat of an awareness. I don't think understanding trends is the most important thing for most design agencies or, or broader creative agencies, but I think having an awareness of trends and knowledge within a certain area is super important. In the previous agencies that I've worked in, I've seen um, a bit of a Cinderella situation where the agency has tried to force the glass slipper on because a exciting uh, new business opportunity has come in, but they know that it's not their specific area of knowledge. They know that it's going to take a lot of learning before they can operate in the way that is likely to, to land that project or to make it profitable once it's inside. So I think you need to be really honest with yourself as well about where there are knowledge gaps. And if you are looking to broaden out your offering to other areas of experience, then you need to know that it's a um, it's a learning curve. Uh, that you're going to have to be undergoing yourself before you're going to be in with a chance of winning projects within the area. Strongly recommend, especially if you're a smaller agency, going to people, going to the agencies that you respect who are well-known in this area and having approaching somebody and saying, look, love to learn from your expertise and just to understand a bit more about how you're working with your clients. Obviously, we're not a direct competitor of yours, um, but we're highly respectful of the way you work and and it'd be great just to have a 30-minute chat or buy your lunch. 
you would be surprised how many people would be fluttered by that. And you can easily pick up on what are the most important topics that they feel their clients uh, want to hear about or um, want knowledge uh, and expertise um, as checkboxes within before they'll employ an agency. So it's just some things to think about there. Um, probably you've thought about a lot of this already. Probably you've got it all nailed down. Um, but if it gave you some food for thought, I'd love to hear more about it. You can find me uh, at caffeine.club. Just before we wrap up, I want to touch on a crucial opportunity for your agency's growth. As a creative agency, your primary focus should be on delivering exceptional work, not getting bogged down in sales and marketing. And that's where Leadflow Sprint comes in. It's an eight-week program designed to streamline your lead generation process, bringing in a steady flow of potential clients to you. No more struggling with the ups and downs of trying to gain the attention of new business. Our program includes hands-on support, including direct input on your copywriting, ensuring a bespoke approach to your lead generation needs. No more feeling stuck in the feast or famine cycle. Our real-time support, including direct feedback on tasks like copywriting, helps you to bid farewell to inconsistently and embrace a lead generation system that's tailored to your unique needs. Visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra.